Well, hello, fellow sidequesters. We meet once again on our journey together through my ridiculous mind, and I'm here to share just the lessons that I've learned on all my side quests. And today's topic is probably the one that most people associate me with, and that's tarot reading. So a bit of backstory on tarot in case you have no idea what tarot is or what it's used for, but it is a divination system. There are 78 cards. You have 22 major arcana cards, also known as trump cards, and then you have 56 minor cards, and then these minor cards are divided into four suits. You have wands, you have coins, sometimes also known as pentacles. You have swords, cups, sometimes known as chalices. And that's really the basic, basic part of tarot. And then on the other hand, you have oracle cards. And oracle cards range in number of cards, in meanings, but both of them can often have themes And they are both really effective in acting as a guiding force in your life if you're trying to make decisions, if you're trying to gain clarity, because it's not like you sit there and you're like, well, I want, you know, the four of cups right now, and that's the card I'm going to look for. It's really just, it's the luck of the draw. Now, personally, I like both, and I don't really have one oracle deck or tarot card deck that I love more than the other. I really feel that tarot and oracle changes for me on the season, on what I'm going through. Um, I do believe that you can be allowed to purchase your tarot cards from wherever. They can be gifted to you. I see them also as works of art. I enjoy collecting them, much to the chagrin of my partner. Um, because ultimately they're just stunning and they are such a unique spiritual tool and they are just so symbolic in the arena that is known as witchcraft. Now, do I know people who do not identify as witches that use tarotical cards? Absolutely. And that's fine. I don't believe in having a monopoly on certain things. But I do believe in acknowledging that tarot cards are created from an esoteric space. And I think that's okay to acknowledge. So when you think about tarot and oracle, you kind of have to think what kind of person you are. Tarot has a system. And there are some very loose rules in that system. And then you have oracle cards which quite frankly can vary from creator to creator. Now, there are some tarot decks that have made this really innovative effort to change perhaps the meanings or how the minor suits are depicted, how you say them, what they look like. And honestly, that's awesome too. As someone who not only reads cards for themselves, but for others, I don't have this sense of attachment where I'm like, 
if this card is the moon and it does not have a motherfucking moon on it, like, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, I'm not that person. I just, I don't have an attachment because energy is energy. And you know when you draw certain cards, they're always going to hold that meaning to them. Now, some people are very much by the book if you get a set of tarot cards and they come with this book and maybe it's a really beautiful illustrated book or perhaps it's one of those little white books. Um, Whatever that book tells that person, people are like, that's it. That's what it means. End of story. Then you have people who are more intuitive, who are like, I see this picture. This is what resonates with me. This is how I can pull other experiences into this reading. And that's what it is. For me, I'm kind of a mixture of both. And it really depends on the person that I'm reading for or the situation. Because sometimes, even if I draw the same card, but for two separate people, sometimes I get different meanings. And that's cool. And honestly, sometimes when I do readings, they do sound sometimes a bit robotic because I've done it so many times. And sometimes the readings are very chaotic because there are so many visuals coming into my realm of thinking. And I personally combine tarot readings with automatic writing, which to me is very much a lost art because it takes a lot of faith in just to write every word that you feel and hear without really thinking too much about it. So there's just a lot to play with. And for some reason in a community on one hand likes to advocate for acceptance, there's this underbelly where it's it's so dogmatic and people are so defensive and they're like if it's not this way it's wrong I'm not that person I'm very laid back I have come to experience where I know that someone's a tarot card reader and I know people test me like oh how good is she I I'm just I'm not gonna lie to you I mean jokes on you mate I actually will let that person guide their own reading. And I'll just be like, yeah, sounds good. Yep, that's exactly what that means. Because one of my pet peeves is being tested on something that I personally find very sacred. And for some reason, people are very confused as to my perception and observation of the other person that I'm reading for. Um... So that can be kind of annoying when you're doing tarot for other readers or for when you're out and about, which I've done before as well. Another thing that I do that's kind of, I don't think it's frowned upon, but I have definitely set the tone that this is my preferred method, is I like to do readings digitally. I was doing that before the pandemic hit. And I tie that to automatic writing. I enjoy even someone I have never met before. I have no idea who they are. They've been referred to me in some way, shape, or form. I'm very much like, I just need to know your name. Okay, got it, good. 
And then I can meditate on the cards and I can write quite a bit because by nature, I am a writer. And it's very easy for me to tap in when I'm doing digital tarot readings. I don't believe that tarot readings need to be this arduous and long one-hour sessions. That's really not my jam. I'm really about efficiency. I mean, I've had people when I've used tarot cards tell me I'm point blank wrong. Like, nope, you're wrong. Cool. As a tarot card reader, and I think this should apply to everyone, I have no attachment to what you think. And I know that sounds a bit tough, but ultimately, there is no attachment to what the cards say. The cards are going to say what they are going to say, because that's the message. And quite frankly, we shouldn't be attached to what they say, because tarot cards are simply a tool to help illuminate something that you may not be thinking about. It is not a tarot reader's job to make it make sense for you. They are simply the messenger. And I think so many people have a very hard time understanding this notion that they want a very firm yes or no. And if you know anything about me, not about that. I'm like, this is what it looks like. This is what it could be. But if I tell you, you need to do X, Y, and Z, I am taking away that power from you. And I'm not about that. And that's what side questing is all about. Maybe I'll guide you a little bit, but you have to do the work. You have to struggle. You have to be in the dark because you are going to be your own light and you're going to find your way out. Personally, I am one of those tarot card readers where I don't read reversals. I, quite frankly, I don't even like looking at cards upside down. It irks me. I'm like, ooh, what is happening here? I don't like it. Um, If other people do it, that's great. I just don't do that because I innately believe that every card has this light side and a shadow side, and it is up to your intuition to pick up on all those things. Because ultimately, the whole point of tarot is to find balance. And to achieve that balance, we need sometimes guidance. And that's what tarot is for. Now, can anyone do tarot and oracle cards? Absolutely. I don't understand this lock and key situation that we're going through right now, but not a fan. I'm very much open door person. If someone is sitting there and they're wanting to learn, of course I want to then teach that person. That that's just my bottom line. But I all but I'm also really good at teaching someone how to do something because I'm patient and because I do have a wealth of knowledge on the subject. I grew up this way. It you know, growing up with a Santeria background has definitely changed my lens on how I view witchcraft in general. And I think that understanding about voodoo and Santeria is very different than this 1950s Gardner Wicca approach that I think is very much ingrained in a lot of English and American witchcraft. Um, And tarot cards are not 
something that belongs to just one type of witchcraft. You can practice being a druid. You can be Wiccan. You can be Santeria. You can do voodoo. You can do all these different types of religion, and you can be eclectic and still use tarot cards. And in fact, there is imagery to help you connect with that type, with that religion. And I think that's important. And I think people very often forget there's this invisible thread that connects all these religions together. So how you use tarot cards is very personal. I always tell people you can do a lot of different things with them. Personally, what I do is I have some on my bookshelf in their little boxes with their books, and then some I have on an altar where I put crystals on them because I think it looks nice and it, and it has a vibe, and I often, per the season, switch them out. Now, if it's spring or all my decks floral, no, because florals in spring, how original. Um, sometimes I'm busting out the Halloween Oracle deck and it's March because that's what I'm feeling. But either way, I do like to rotate my decks. Now, some decks stay on for more than a season, sometimes more than a year, and that's okay. Oracle decks, I don't use as often, but I still enjoy them and I like them. And sometimes I use those for an overall energy, like right now, what's the energy? And I like the Oracle decks. I love Oracle decks for daily draws. I love Oracle decks for determining the energy of every month of the year. And sometimes I use tarot decks for that as well. It really is so intuitive that for someone to sit there and say, it must be this way, it's cringy, it's tacky, and it's canceled. We're not doing that. So you heard it here first. Essentially, tarot, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So now you have kind of an idea of how they look, where they stand. And now we talk about, you know, we've talked a little bit about intuitive readings versus this is the literal meaning of the card and this is how it always applies. And now it's time to talk about how I personally operate with tarot and how I do the money exchange. Because honestly, money is a type of energy and it's important to discuss because I've had people, it's just, people are really weird about talking about money. I am not one of those people. I don't think anyone's asking me how much I make, but I mean, you should be able to ask those things. First of all, when it comes to how I operate, and I've changed this over the years, especially if you've been if you've been with me quite a while, you know that I've changed. I used to charge a lower amount. I used to have a set amount, and then you know I would work in breweries and markets, and you know do my digital readings. And then I got to a point in my reading career where I just was like, you know what, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done doing a lot of the markets. I mean, the pandemic, I'm not going to lie, really helped fuel that decision. But I just didn't want to or need to do that anymore. So I definitely became donation-based. I believe 
that and in my culture, there must always be an exchange for something. Um, it there was talk in my family about you know you really shouldn't do things for free, it's, you know because it's almost like disrespectful to ancestors, especially to you know the women who risk their lives to to do this. And in my culture, yes, I say women because women are the the figurehead for Santa Maria. They are highly revered, and it is the women who ultimately kind of control and dominate that religion. But, you know, because sometimes women do things better. But, no, in all seriousness, though, women are very revered in Santa Maria. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do donation-based, and we're just going to go from there. And to this day, I do donation-based because I find, one, it offers a sliding scale. It's inclusive. It allows people to gain some kind of clarity and understanding when they really don't have a lot of monetary funds to expend. And that's fine. And I recognize that I'm in a place of privilege where I can offer donation-based readings. I also, when I don't feel like doing readings, I like to promote other tarot readers that I feel have such an authenticity and really they speak the truth about their cards. And I feel that for me, it is very challenging to open up in that type of way because when you are seen as a teacher, it can be challenging to have that role reversal, not only but for me, but for that other person because I have established myself as knowing my shit. And I think, I mean... In all honesty, there are more charlatans than actual authentic readers, and that's life. And I think with tarot reading especially, it has become such a gateway for people to profit off of it because they've read a book or they need the money. So, you know, they do all these aesthetics and things to gain clientele and maybe don't always understand the full dynamic or intensity of really what a gift it is to be able to read tarot. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that I think it should be something that's under lock and key, but I think if you truly are not in it for the best of intentions, maybe take a step back and observe. Not everyone is born into it. Some people learn as they go, and that's fine too, and that's completely valid, and that doesn't make them any less of a reader. I think my only thing that I seem to have an issue with in the tarot reading community is some people seem to think they know it all and they just started practicing like a year ago. And I'm like, okay. Like there's a lot of people and you know those people. It doesn't even have to be about witchcraft. It can be about anything where people really get into the aesthetic of something without actually doing the work to achieve something and to, and because learning is hard. Educating yourself is hard. I cannot tell you how many books I have scoured, how many people I've spoken to and interviewed and, you know, just having my own family as a sounding board for all these things. It's a lot. To me, magic will always be a scholarly pursuit because you want to know everything and 
all the things that are out there because the world is huge. And I just remember my grandmother in particular being an archaeologist and an anthropologist and studying so many indigenous tribes and not so much interacting, but observing. And that's really key because sometimes to learn, you just need to observe. And I think I have, you know, and she had two doctorates. So I've really taken that to heart when it comes to tarot and oracle. And I've really observed and I watch people and I see how they do things and how they read. And it's not to pass judgment. It's really just to observe and learn because you can learn a lot. I don't care how many years you've been doing something. You can always learn something from someone else who's done it for a lot less than you. And that's valid. Um, so yes, I'm donation based and I probably always will be because that's just something that I do. It's a part of me. I look at, I look at tarot reading as an act of service. And I know people sometimes get frustrated. They're like, no, just tell me a number. I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to tell you a number. Like do what you can. And that's fine. It doesn't need to be this crazy and wild thing. So as far as resources, because I've had people ask me, okay, how do I learn? I think the biggest part of learning is just doing. So find a deck that you love. If you love cats, there's a cat tarot. You love steampunk, there's a steampunk tarot. If you love literary figures, if you love Jane Austen, guess what? There are tarot and oracle decks for Jane Austen. We are entering this age where it is so vast that... You can literally think of a theme and they have it. I mean, DC Comics has tarot cards. Everyone has tarot cards. You just have to find ones that resonate with you because that makes learning way more fun. I think really interact. If you've never owned a deck before, this would be for newbies. I think just playing with your deck every day. Pull a card. Look at it. What do you feel? Make a note of it. If, the, if a book comes with it, and I do highly recommend getting decks that have some kind of guidebook with them because it does make learning a little bit easier. So look through the guide. What does the creator have to say about that card? Read it. Okay, cool. And then keep doing that from there. For some reason, also too, in the community, we kind of shun away the guidebooks. But I don't know about you guys, but I think some of those books are stunning Stunning, stunning, stunning. There is so much care and work put into some of these gold foiled books that I'm like, that's essentially a coffee table book and I want it and I need it. So don't downplay books. Um, I mean, they have a lot, even those white little booklets. Sometimes I'm like, Ugh, do I really want to read this and see the same shit like it does in all the other tarot decks? Let me tell you, sometimes I'm a bit surprised. I'm like, okay little white book. Show me what you're made of. Sometimes it's just a couple words for each card, but sometimes they are words that I would not normally associate with that particular card. So again, it's about keeping an open mind. Um, I think overall, when it comes to tarot and oracle cards, you have to be willing to take charge in your learning you have to be willing to practice. And honestly, tarot is just another side quest. 
it's not something I grew up with heavily, but I learned how to use playing cards and kind of get a vibe for something. And playing cards don't really have much going on for them. And I mean, there's, you know, they're red and black and, you know, you have your four suits, but like, that's pretty much it. So I think that if you are new, pick a deck that resonates with you. Some decks I will say are a little bit more challenging than others. Sometimes because they don't have words on them or even numbers, you just kind of have to know. And, you know, it is what it is. But if you find a deck that you love and it just seems like pure serendipity that it's come across your path, explore it. Because how you learn about tarot and oracle is not going to come from me in this podcast. It's going to come from you and your experiences. Because I'm never going to have the lens of your experience. I'm only going to have my own. Now, granted, I have a lot of lenses in my own experience. And I am always, always welcome to share them with you. But when it comes to tarot and oracle cards, you just got to jump in take the side quest, do the learning. Even if you have no intention of reading for anyone else, even if you never want to make money for it, maybe you just want to do a daily draw for yourself to be like, this shit is crazy and chaotic. What's up? Draw a card and see what is illuminated for you. So the goal with these podcasts is not to make them super lengthy. I think of them as car rides. So it's like a car ride and a half, maybe this one. But I am a big believer in if you have questions, reach out to me. We have Instagram. We have, if you know me personally, you know where to find me. I'm also a big proponent of, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So when you're ready, I'll be there. Or maybe someone else, as long as you're open and ready to journey down that side quest. So with that being said, I hope that you use all the resources you have at your disposal. I hope that maybe YouTube will be the thing for you. Maybe another podcast will be the thing for you. Even Instagram might be a thing for you. And I hope that it inspires you to go on this side quest of learning tarot and oracle and just having another tool to help you meditate and explore the world around you. So until next time, don't forget, indulge in your side quests and I'll see you next time. Bye.